This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, February 12th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. There is hope for an end to qualified immunity. Now two new advocates have begun a campaign to end the Supreme Court's wholly invented doctrine that protects cops from civil liability when they violate your rights. Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield are the two halves of the ice cream icon, Ben and Jerry's. They've launched the campaign to end qualified immunity. We spoke with Cato's Jay Schweikert last week. I want to make note of one thing in particular, and this is uh, meant to be a compliment to you two gentlemen, which is Cato and Ben and Jerry are on the opposite side of another uh, high-profile issue, and that's campaign finance Uh, You guys argue very forcefully to get money out of politics. Uh, Most Cato scholars uh, don't take that view. But here we are talking and agreeing on one of the most important issues uh, facing America today. And this last year has really uh, brought that issue into sharp relief, and that's qualified immunity. So uh, either Ben or Jerry, whichever uh, one of you want to take this, uh, why this issue? You know, I think that so many people. Uh, have been outraged when they see police uh, murdering unarmed black people. And, uh, and they're saying, you know, how can that possibly be? And, and then they see that the cop gets off, gets off scot-free or, you know, it's a slap on the wrist. And I think people are outraged and they don't understand it. And I'm one of them. <laughs> and so uh, I I found out what was going on in terms of uh, why they're getting off, why people can't sue cops that brutalize them or or, you know, or have their families sue the cop who killed their loved one. And it's because of this absurd uh, judicial construct called qualified immunity, which essentially says you cannot sue a cop for brutalizing or killing you uh, unless some other cop has done the exact same thing to someone else in that jurisdiction before. Jay, I want to bring you in on to, to clarify this one thing, which is the substantially similar circumstances that uh courts are in a sense duty bound to to apply lower courts are will say hey how how similar was this event to the event uh to any event that may have occurred in the past how how scrupulous are courts in applying that uh rule courts apply that rule very seriously because the supreme court has been very aggressive in reversing lower courts that don't apply it seriously um, for the last 30 years, um, the Supreme Court has decided over 30 cases involving qualified immunity, and only three times have they ever found that conduct violated clearly established law. So the general message to courts has always been, you know, you better think twice before you ever deny immunity. There better be cases with nearly identical facts. Um, sometimes in very rare cases, you will see conduct that is so outrageously, obviously egregious that courts will bend a little bit on how similar prior cases have to be. But those are very rare cases. And it's quite common to see what any normal person would think of as egregious misconduct going excused just because it involves a new fact pattern. 
there was there's a wide variety of uh ideas out there for reforming police and uh, reestablishing some credibility between people who are not cops and cops. Uh, so Jerry, Ben, uh, I guess sorting out among those issues, again, why this one? There are a lot of ideas out there. Well, this is uh, a matter of accountability. And, uh, you know, for Ben and me being in business, we understand that uh, accountability is the key for getting desired results. And in this case, you have what is a fundamentally unfair and unjust doctrine that has cops have no accountability. And without accountability, you're, you're not going to be building trust with uh, people of color and communities of color where, uh, you know, as, as Ben has referenced, there have been unarmed people who are brutalized and even killed. So uh, you have put together a wide variety of uh, both celebrities and experts and a, a few expert celebrities on the issue. Uh, uh, Jay Schweikert, of course, is both an expert and a celebrity. But, uh, you know, how did you put all these people together to to speak out in a, in a coordinated fashion on this issue? Well, fortunately, there have been uh, people like Jay and groups like Cato who have been working on this for years and have tremendous experience. Uh, we were motivated to uh, go beyond protest, to turn protest into policy. And so there is a broad coalition, cross-ideological of people who want to end qualified immunity, starting at the Supreme Court with Justice uh, Thomas and Sotomayor, among advocacy groups like Cato and Institute for Justice, as well as the Leadership Conference, ACLU, NAACP Legal Defense Fund. and. Uh, Ben and I wanted to go out and find business people to speak up after we had become aware of an open letter to Congress signed by over 1,400 professional athletes wanting to end qualified immunity. So there, as I said, there's, there's a broad coalition of people already doing it. We wanted to try to bring them all together and you know, you, you, you sort of joked in the beginning how uh, we're not always on the same side as Cato on issues. We are thrilled to be working with Cato and Institute for Justice. I mean, we, we're so happy that we can be partnering on this. You know, I think the police are the one element of our society that we authorize to use lethal force in our name. And that element of society should be held to a higher standard of accountability because they have the right to use lethal force. Instead, what qualified immunity does is say they're held to a much lower level of accountability, much lower level than you or me. Jay, give Ben and Jerry a little bit of hope here that uh, this campaign will uh, pay off, if not in the near term, long term? Well, it's already starting to pay off. I mean, uh, we've already seen 
successes on this issue at the state level. Um, Last year, Colorado became the first state to create a state civil rights law and explicitly clarify that qualified immunity would not be a defense. Um, Other states uh, like New Mexico are considering that right now. Um, Obviously, there's going to be continued action in Congress. Um, Policing reform is still very much a live issue. Uh, And I actually want to say, I mean, uh, Ben, I think this is something that you said that I really appreciated uh, during the you know, uh, kind of the press conference um, the other week where, you know, you said very clearly that, you know, there's going to be another policing reform package. And if it does not eliminate qualified immunity, I believe your exact words were it's dead on arrival. And I think that's exactly right, because while eliminating qualified immunity isn't sufficient for meaningful policing reform, it is absolutely necessary because you can put in whatever other rules you want. You can say, Police have to wear body cameras. They can't use these maneuvers, Um, you know, expand the scope of rights that, you know, people have. And what if, you know, what if those aren't followed? Then what? Right. So if you don't have accountability on that back end, nothing else you do matters. And I really appreciate how both of you have have made this so central uh, and and are, you know, communicating both to the public and to policymakers that there is no getting around this issue if you want real policing reform. All right. What else, guys? What what I mean? What else do you want to talk about in relation to this? I think what what we'd like to mention is the campaign itself. It's called the Campaign to End Qualified Immunity. There's a website, Campaign to End Qualified Immunity dot org. Uh, among the things we're doing is trying to lift up the stories of the thousands of people who have been impacted by qualified immunity. And we want people to come to the website. We want to get their emails. We want people to get in touch with their Congress people. Believe it or not, Congress still responds to people when they call or write or email. We want people to be willing to write letters to the editor, op-eds. I think it's going to take a groundswell of people saying that uh, we need to have meaningful reform. We need to have accountability for police. Ben, go ahead. Uh, The key is to go to the website, campaigntoendqualifiedimmunity.org, and put your email in the box. And then as the campaign continues, we will let you know what needs to be done at any point in time. The example of the outrageousness of of qualified immunity that really strikes me and that has hit me so hard that I can't get it out of my head is that there was this guy who was walking to uh, his girlfriend's house. Uh, There were a couple of off-duty cops who heard on their radio that, uh, you know, there's, there's some guys who stole some sneakers and uh and they and it didn't match the description of this guy but they found this guy they said hey what are you doing he points his head toward the girlfriend's house where he's going to and they shoot him and he's paralyzed uh you know from the chest down for the rest of his life and these cops got off because of qualified immunity and jay this is something that happens all the time. Yeah, I mean, we could we could do nothing but describe examples of egregious qualified immunity cases for, you know, hours. Um if uh you're interested in seeing more examples, we discuss a lot of them on our on our website, Cato's website, uh, Unlawful Shield. 
Um, but there is there is no shortage of uh, of illustri- illustrative examples of just how not just unjust but absurd and illogical this doctrine is in its application. Before we started recording, uh, uh, before you got here, Jay, I was mentioning to Ben and Jerry that this is a uh, very similar in a lot of ways to uh, civil asset forfeiture in one sense, and that is you describe it to someone and their first response is, well, that doesn't happen. And then you describe it further uh, with clarity and they say, that is awful. And uh, highlighting stories as as you guys are doing is maybe the some of the uh, most productive work uh, that can be done on this issue. There, There is such an extraordinary disconnect between the kinds of egregious behavior that our criminal justice system carries out and what the average citizen thinks the criminal justice system is doing. Uh, that's why, you know, practices like civil forfeiture were so unbelievable. And yet groups, um, especially like the Institute for Justice, have done an incredible job of highlighting uh, that practice and making it, you know, a term that now, you know, is on, uh, you know, The Daily Show, right? Or, or John Oliver, right? Uh, so people understand it now. Uh, and I think the same thing has been happening to qualified immunity. This went from a somewhat arcane legal doctrine that really only civil rights lawyers knew a lot about to something on signs at protests in the street. And that's a remarkable development just within the last couple of years that we've been working on this issue. Caleb, I I would be remiss. You mentioned that you watched part of the press conference. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention that the moderator, Ed Erickson, when he introduced Jay, I think referred to Jay as a brilliant constitutional lawyer. And I, I don't think we can afford to let that pass by without mentioning it again. <laughs> I'm not going to complain about that. <laughs> Great to have Jay on our side, man. <laughs> on the side of justice. I mean, you know, it's just common decency. Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield are the chairman of the Campaign to End Qualified Immunity. Jay Schweikert is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute's Project on Criminal Justice. Learn more about qualified immunity at campaigntoendqualifiedimmunity.org, unlawfulshield.com, and of course, cato.org. <laughs>